Hello, hello, my loves. This is a very impromptu Jill's journal. I'm back. I'm back with a Jill's journal episode. I am not certain what number this is, but we're just gonna roll with it. I'm actually on the way to Toronto right now to um, meet up with a past one-to-one client. We're gonna have lunch. It's so funny because she was like, yeah, I live here. And I'm like, you literally live 10 minutes away from my sister. Like she lives so close to my sister's house in Toronto. So um, we are going to meet up and have some lunch and I'm so excited for that. I can't wait to squeeze her and talk to her and I'll probably coach her at lunch because, because oh my God, guys. So I was just at, um, I was just at my coach's event and so my coach held this million dollar party for her hitting a million dollars in her business this year. She's a boss. We love her. I'm sure you've heard me talk about her all the time on my podcast. But so I just got back. She lives in North Carolina. So I flew into Raleigh um, about last, last Friday and I got to stay in an Airbnb with some of my mastermind sisters and we drank and we hung out and we got coached and something like shifted inside of my soul and I knew that it would and it's almost because I expected that it happens but live events and being in person changes the fucking game like Being in person with all of these humans that I get on Zoom calls with every single week and we all know everybody's business and we all know everybody's personal lives, like we know everything about each other. So being on, like being in person with them is just another level and if you are a coach and you go to one of these events or if your coach has an event or a retreat or something like that, you need to make it happen because everybody just coaches each other. Like there's no small talk. How are you? How is your flight? Nothing. We go like, like right in and we were all coaching the fuck out of each other all weekend. So many good conversations. Um, so many things that we talked about and it was just so good. Like I'm like getting emotional thinking about it because it was just so good. And I saw my coach again. I haven't seen her since 2019 at a another big coaches event um who's who's like kind of problematic now but I won't name her (laughs) but anyways it was so good we had such a good time and um I unfortunately caught COVID from that trip so I came home and I realized I had COVID so I had to recover um but I'm all good now. And I actually had COVID at the end of March and it was way worse at the end of March. Um, I had like such high fever and everything, but yeah, it was way worse in March. So I feel a lot better and I was just kind of sick, but I was fine. And now I'm recovered and going to see the comedian, um, Taylor Tomlinson in Toronto tonight with my sister, Larissa. So gonna go have lunch with my client and then have and then have a great night probably gonna do some edibles and go to this comedy show I I'm a bitch that loves to laugh I want to be laughing you know like I love going to comedy shows so I'm really really excited for this Um, and I'm probably gonna have an edible so I can laugh even harder (laughs) so I'm really excited for that but today's episode I just wanted to 
talk about changing your thoughts, like legitimately changing your thoughts. And this is something that I didn't think that I was actually capable of doing because as you guys know, I wrote the book, You're Not Special. And I was convinced that I had a special, special brain that couldn't change my thoughts. Whenever somebody would say, oh, I just thought differently or I just changed my thoughts about that. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? I feel like I have such an overactive brain. I have ADHD and I feel like my thoughts are coming at me unwillingly. Like I get a lot of intrusive thoughts. I just have a lot of thoughts. Okay. So, but the thing is, is I was reading my journal from last August. So August, 2021, because I needed a journal to take on my trip. So I looked through all my journals and I'm like, what one is small enough, but it has to have a uh, room in it. And I opened this journal and I was like, oh shit, August 2021, that's interesting. And I was in the same mastermind that I'm in and I was writing in my journal about how much I hate one-to-one -one coaching. <laughs> And I want to laugh because this is so funny. I, I just had it out for fucking one-to-one -one coaching. Now, mind you, I had clients, like I had one-to-one -one clients, but I was way more focused on my group and I was feeling disappointed because even though I was having good launches, I wasn't having great launches. And I was like, I just want to have group. I just want to have group. It's so much easier. Like I had a fucking vendetta for one-to-one -one coaching. I hated it. And I got a lot of coaching around it. And it's so funny because a year later, I'm like, I am fucking obsessed with one-to-one -one coaching. I am obsessed with one-to-one -one coaching. I love it. I love meeting with my fucking clients every single week. I love having six months with them. I love the results that they get because they get so many. They are completely different people at the end of this hunt with me and it's just it's it's such an amazing container it's such a transformative amazing container so I thought that that was so funny because I was looking in my journal and I was like wow I really didn't like one-to-one -one coaching it's not that I didn't like the clients it was that I just felt drained and exhausted and I was insecure about the results I was getting for my clients um, and I couldn't decide on what to charge. And this all stemmed from me not liking myself. And I'm pretty open about this, but my journey over liking myself has, has been a journey. And a lot of it is because of my stutter and a lot of it is because I just, I think I'm weird. I think I have a really weird brain. So I guess having ADHD, I really learned, I was like, oh, these aren't character flaws. These are just like, because I have ADHD, right? Um, but mainly if you're trying to sell one-to-one -one coaching and you hate it, I have to tell you that it's probably because you don't like yourself and it's probably because you are thinking to yourself, who's going to want to spend six months with me? And it's probably because you're telling yourself, who's going to want to pay just to talk to me four times a month, which actually it's way more than that because I am all up in 
Boxer coaching the fuck out of my clients like all the fucking time in Boxer. Um, but you probably have thoughts of either not liking yourself or you have thoughts that it's not scalable, which is not true at all. It's extremely scalable. Or you have thoughts of, I can't get people results. And let me tell you, if you can't get people results in a one-to-one container where they get 100% access to you, you won't get the results in group. I just had to say it. I really had to say it because it's true. I was spitting out being like, okay, I'm really stressed out about some of these group clients. I'm trying to get them results. But like a group is for when you have a foolproof process. A group is for when you're sure like, okay, I've taken these clients through this and I know that I can deliver it in a group container. In a group container, there's a lot of teaching. It's not just coaching, it's also teaching. But that was what I was quote unquote raised on when it came to coaching in terms of like, okay, yeah, you can start with one-to-one, but like move really quickly to groups. Groups are scalable and then you have all the free time in the world. La 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 la. And I was one of those people who was like, yeah, I'm becoming a coach so I can scale and have a life of freedom. And it's like, but I wasn't actually coaching that much. And then I was like, fuck, I need to become a better coach. I, I need to learn how to get these clients results. So when I was looking at my journal and I was looking at those thoughts that I had, I knew it was because I was thinking to myself, I don't think I can get them results. I'm not confident that I can. I'm afraid that they're going to spend six months with me or four months with me or whatever. And they're going to hate me at the end of it, or they're not going to get results or whatever it is. And mind you, my clients have always gotten results. Like they've always gotten the intended result. I have glowing client testimonials, even, even from the very beginning when I was taking clients in like 2018 and 2019. Right. Um, and circling back to changing your thoughts, I realized that you get to choose your thoughts and that sounds really stupid and really simple, but it's true. You get to choose what you think. And I think especially if you're an overthinker, if you're a neurodivergent, I hear you there. But it's just the act of not making your thoughts mean anything. I get intrusive thoughts, right? I get I get all these things. I was on Instagram stories saying how like I was on a coaching call with somebody and I heard the laundry start to go because I had thrown in a load of laundry before I started the coaching call. And I had the thought, oh my God, what if I stuck Hugo in the washing machine? I genuinely thought that I put my eight pound chihuahua into the washing machine. That was an intrusive thought. And I had to be like, whoa, okay, wait, you're on a coaching call. You need to listen to your client. And I zone right back into the conversation. But I don't make those thoughts mean anything. And that means that I can choose that about everything. So in a roundabout way, what if you didn't, what if you treated your thoughts as if they are wildly intrusive, ridiculous thoughts? What if you were like, oh my God, I'm not worthy. What the fuck? Where did that come from? You know? 
And I'm not saying it's good to have intrusive thoughts, but if you're somebody who has them like me, what if you treated your most even less harmful thoughts that you think are true, what if you just treated them like unhelpful, intrusive thoughts that have no business being in your mind, right? Because when I realized this, when I was like, oh my God, thoughts are truly optional. It blew my mind. I can choose to think that I'm not good enough. I can choose to think that nobody is going to want to work with me. I can choose to think that my audience that's watching all of my Instagram stories that nobody in there wants coaching. I can choose that. But then what happens when I choose that thought? What happens is I'm not, oops, just just some traffic here. Um, I'm like, let me in an accident as I'm fucking recording this podcast. Um, choosing my thoughts was something that was really like, I just didn't think that it was possible. But when I realized that I could, the reason why I was like, oh my God, I can choose my thoughts is some coaching that I received around the fact that I don't think my thoughts are harming me. And that is because for years I had hustled, I had put content out, I had shown up even when my thoughts were shitty and I had gleaned results from that. Like I had gotten results even with shitty, unworthy thoughts. I still was showing up consistently creating content and you know, like creating the money, creating the clients, but it was never it just never felt satisfying. It just never felt good enough because my thoughts were, it's not good enough. Right? So when I realized that my thoughts were harming me, I had to care. I had to care that my thoughts were harming me. I had to care that, that my thoughts mattered because in the beginning, hold on, I need some coffee. Because in the beginning, I didn't care. In the beginning, I was like, yep, uh, their thoughts and I have them and they're true. I'm going to hustle anyways and show up anyways and create content anyways. I'm going to think these thoughts, but I felt shitty and I was always grasping for the next strategy and the next thing to make me feel better. The next dopamine hit, there was no incentive to change my thoughts, no incentive. And when I realized that the incentive was me feeling good, when I realized that the incentive was me creating more amazing results, when I realized that the incentive was to like change my life and change my business and like I could work really hard and have good thoughts about myself, that's when everything changed. And that was within the, the like last year guys, like that was within the last year realizing how I have excused myself from this work. I am so good at coaching my clients. I am so good at helping them change their thoughts and their feelings. And I just thought I didn't matter when it came to me. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll change my thoughts when things are perfect. I'll change my thoughts. But like I... I actually thought that I, I needed to harm myself. I thought that I didn't deserve to have good feeling thoughts, that I didn't deserve to feel good, that I didn't deserve to think highly of myself or to see myself in a high way, right? 
in a highway. But um, yeah, that's when it all changed. And that's when I was like, oh, thoughts are fucking truly optional. And even if I don't have the evidence, I can choose to believe them anyways. Because I know a lot of you guys are really fucking literal. And I am too. And I know that you really need to see the evidence. But I want you to just like, think of like a kid thinking about Santa Claus. Like, Santa Claus isn't real. I hope that nobody has a kid listening to this podcast right now. I'm so sorry. Um, but he's not real, right? And when you were a kid, you believed he was real. You believed in the magic, right? And then your parents or whoever raised you probably put cookies out and put gifts under the tree that said from Santa. Oh my God. I'll never forget when I found out that he wasn't real. Oh my God. This devastated, devastated. Cause I was a snoop when I was a kid. I was the snoopiest kid, which makes sense. Cause I'm super snoopy now as well. I just need to know everything. I really do. And I crept out to the living room, um, in the middle of the night and I saw Santa written on the presents and I knew it was my mom cause I had seen her come up the stairs. I heard her come up the stairs and I was, Oh my God, I'm so upset. Anyways, but there was a time there where I did believe that Santa was real. So when I saw the gifts under the tree from Santa, when I saw the cookies and the note that suspiciously looked like my dad's handwriting, um, when I saw that, I was like, wow, Santa's real. And I lived in the miracle. I lived in the magic of Santa being real. And what if you just believe that until you saw the results? And even, even so, if you have imposter syndrome, if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, guys, you probably do have evidence. And why are you arguing and negotiating with the evidence? You know, like that is something I talk to my clients about all the time is like, why are you fucking negotiating with the evidence that you have? Why are you saying, well, it's because of this or it's because of that or blah, blah, blah. What's the cold, hard evidence that you could present to a judge when it came to how good enough you are or the results you get your clients or the results that you've gotten in the past, right? What's the evidence? And even if you don't have any, even if you're starting from fucking scratch, you are starting fresh from scratch. You're starting brand new. You don't have any clients. You don't have any results, which honestly, education, experience, expertise, all that shit counts. Okay. But like, even if you're starting from scratch, like what's stopping you from just believing anyways and just believing in the miracle and in the magic of like being a little bit delusional in terms of like, I can get results. I can, I can get results for myself, for my clients. I can do this. Right. And changing your thoughts is really just a deciding that you are worthy and good enough to choose your thoughts, to choose that they are optional. You get to decide that they're optional. Like an intrusive thought, what if you treated your not so harmful thoughts that you think are just your thoughts? What if you acted like they were the most ridiculous things? Like I'm not worthy. What the fuck? That is the craziest thing I've ever, of course I am. Of course I am. Of course I am. Right. And you have to believe that there is incentive to changing your thoughts. You have to think to yourself, like, 
the incentive is me feeling good. And if you don't feel worthy of feeling good, remember, that's fucking crazy. That's ludicrous. Of course you're worthy of feeling good. Of course you're worthy of good things. Of course you are worthy of signing clients and having a successful business, right? So you have to have incentive too. You have to believe that your harmful thoughts are actually hurting you. Even if you're showing up and you're doing like the thing, you're doing the thing. See, I was always very rooted in concrete evidence. I was always very rooted in how much money am I making? What results do I have, etc. And that to me was always so important um, that I really negated my thoughts and my feelings because I was never taught growing up that those mattered, but they actually do because they cause your satisfaction in life, right? And I was talking about this on a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago about how like you have to act as if your thoughts and feelings really do matter because they do. If you're trying to grow a business online, if you're trying to work with fucking clients and do the damn thing. Like you want to feel good. You want to feel good and you want to feel happy and you want to feel like you're doing a good job. Right? Oh my God. Oh my God. Sorry. Somebody almost just got in a huge accident in front of me. So that's great. <laughs> I'm having that like, Oh my God moments. That was not my fault. I was just driving and some guy went fucking crazy behind this other car. Oh my God, that was so scary. Anyways, <laughs> this is a true Jill's journal guys. Anyways. Okay. We're back on track. So you have to believe that there is incentive to changing your thoughts. You have to believe that you are worthy of feeling good and thinking good thoughts, right? You have to believe that and you have to realize that your thoughts are optional and that you get to decide what, like, what your thoughts are. Even if you're an overthinker, even if you're an intrusive thinker, that is okay. There's nothing wrong with you. And what if you treated those thoughts as if they were all intrusive? What if you treated the thought of, I don't know how to get my client's results with what? That's crazy. I'm going to figure out how to do that. Of course I can get my clients results. I'm not special because you're not, you're not special. You're probably like, listen to this being like, well, Jill has this and Jill has that. Jill had this coach and Jill did this. No bitch. I have, I have so many intrusive thoughts. I have an overthinking ADHD, like, uh, brain that literally never stops. I have a stutter. Like there are so many things about me that I think meant on a core level that I wasn't good enough. And sometimes it gets me like, sometimes I have a couple times where I'm like, I wish I could just speak normally so I could go on stages and spread this and spread that. So I'm still working on a lot of things, right? I'm still like, I'm still working on thoughts about myself, but it is so comforting to know that my thoughts are optional and it is so comforting to know that like I can care about how I feel and I can care about how I think I can protect my energy. You know, like I think about, um, I th think about like the news and sometimes on TikTok and stuff. Like sometimes there's a lot of really 
negative dark shit that I see on the news or on Twitter or on TikTok and I don't look at it, especially when it comes to like the recession stuff and all that shit. Also, by the way, if you're a coach, people are always going to need coaching. So let's just all relax around the recession talk. Okay. People are always going to need coaching. You're good. I'm good. You're good. We're all good. Okay. Um, I saw somebody like talking about that being like, you're going to have to lower your rates and la 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 la. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, like coach, like people are always going to want coaching because your brains matter. Your thoughts and feelings matter. Your satisfaction matters. And if that means like investing in a business coach, because you want to grow your business because your business matters. If you, if this is investing in a somatic coach, because you want to heal your trauma, if, you, if you're investing in the life coach, because you want to work on your relationships and stuff like it's all still going to be here. So I just need to reassure you of that. But I know that my energy and my thoughts are very sacred to me. So I don't consume shit that would throw me into depression or into a spiraling thought pattern or whatever, you know? So, and that comes from me believing that I'm worthy of feeling good. I'm, don't get me wrong. I am aware of everything going on in the world, but I don't need to be like immersed in it. Right. I'm aware, but not immersed. That's a nice car. Oh, it's a Porsche. It's nice. Um, so yeah, that is my Jill's journal. Had a great time at the events. I feel like a new bitch because I got coached literally the entire weekend and I have so far had a $33,000 quarter, which is amazing in terms of new sales. Um, and we're only going up and I want you to be a part of this ride in one-to-one -one coaching. So while you're listening to this, it is real time. So it's October, the end of October, and I only have a couple spots left until I am booked out. And my current rate is 8,000 USD pay in full. I also have two different types of payment plans for y'all and I love you and I want you to be my client. I want you to overcome imposter syndrome. I want you to change your brain and build self-worth because self-worth is a sales skill. I have this business today. I have almost a $400,000 business because I change my thoughts because I work on my emotions. I heal my trauma. I do my shit and I am growing a really sustainable, beautiful business that gets my clients results because you, you have to be a coach that gets your clients results. And if you don't believe that you can, it's going to be so hard to show up and sell and you're going to feel unethical because all you guys listening here are good hearted, amazing humans that want to help the world. And a part of your imposter syndrome is probably like, Oh my God, people are going to see right through me. They're going to think that I can't help them or what happens if they get into the container and I actually can't help them. I have been through it all and I'm here to say that you have a gift to share. You have something special. You're not special, but you have something special um, that... Okay, I just had an alarm come up, so I hope it didn't turn off the recording, but you're not special, but you have something special. 
and I want to help you figure out what that is so you can work with clients, grow your business, and be the best fucking version of yourself. And this is the work we do in one-to-one coaching. Like I said, we build self-worth as a sales skill so you can believe in yourself as a successful coach and have the identity of a successful coach so you can believe in your services and really feel like you can get your clients a result and so you can believe in your mission and in your purpose and what you're here to do in this industry okay so I love y'all love y'all so much I'm so glad that I'm back with Bill's journal I took a little hiatus there but I love you guys so much and at this rate I think we're probably at 20k fucking downloads for the podcast so thank you so much for being here um and I want to work with you I want to work with you and I want to change your life and change your business forever and we can do that in one-to-one coaching okay love you guys so much and I'll see you next